Welcome back to the Tony D Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. A lot of IndyCar conversation coming up. We're going to have rookie driver Christian Rasmussen joining us. You're not going to want to miss that conversation. Thank you so much for listening, as always, to the Tony D Podcast. Brought to you by Flooring is Forever. Flooringisforever.com, 317-755-1246. Harley has you covered with over 20 years of experience locally here in Indianapolis. If you're looking to upgrade the flooring in your home or office, Harley has you covered. 317-755-1246. Check out his five-star reviews on Google. Flooring is Forever. I'm heading to Vegas on Friday for some Super Bowl festivities thanks to Bullseye Event Group uh, and Draft Nation, a NFL NBA draft site that we are going to launch here on the 15th of February called Draft 317. I hope you'll take a look at that. Um, we've got the NBA All-Star Game coming up next weekend. Connor Daly is going to be in the NBA Celebrity Basketball Game, so we'll try to maybe get him on during next week as we lead up to NBA All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis. I will have a podcast on that next week. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, great for the city of Indianapolis. Great for everybody that's going to be involved. All eyes will once again be on one of the best places to host any event sporting-wise here in the Circle City of Indianapolis. But let's not keep him waiting too much longer. He will pilot the number 20 Guy Care Chevy for Ed Carpenter Racing as a rookie on the road and street courses in 2024. He'll look to make his first Indianapolis 500 coming up in May, coming off of a Rolex 24 championship a few weeks ago, coming off of an Indy Next championship last year in 2023. Christian Rasmussen joins us. And Christian, thanks so much for your time. Uh, let's go back to Daytona, uh, kind of your second go at it. But just talk about ultimately ending that race with the goal of winning. You drove the car in a victory circle. Just what 24 hours down at Daytona, what does that entail for a driver? Yeah, what what an experience that was. Um, such a cool few weeks with, uh, with the Era Motorsport guys. Um, I stepped up from uh, the silver position to uh, gold this year. So from being there full time silver to only being able to do Daytona was obviously a little bit of a, of a different thing. Um, but uh, yeah, coming back to, to Daytona for my second Daytona uh, was cool. Just having the experience from last year and knowing that we could only do better yeah. than last year where our, our engine actually ended up blowing. So uh, coming back felt good. We were struggling a little bit during the roar with the, car getting it in the in the right in the right window um but felt like uh on the week up till the race that we we felt like we got it in a in a pretty good pretty good window and and we felt like it was competitive and uh, it showed out to be you know we were the ones to beat from very early on in the race where with with the pace that we had and um yeah, from there, it was just, you know, keeping our noses clean and, and see where we ended up at the end, uh, which was uh, in a very competitive spot towards going into the last two hours. And, uh, yeah, ended up winning the race. So, uh, yeah, it was super cool. Uh, childhood dream coming true right there. Break down that 24 hours for us uh, from being in the car, being on the pit box, resting, getting a meal. What was that 24 hours like for you schedule-wise? Yeah, one thing I learned from last year is that you have to try and sleep as much as you can. <laughs> Even though you don't feel tired, you got to try and sleep. Um, so I was in as the second stint. Dwight started the car with a double stint, then I jumped in for a double stint. 
Um, so very early on, um, but then I had a long break. I think I weren't I I, I weren't in the car until like uh, thirty minutes past midnight. Um, mm-hmm. Again, so long break there where I just kind of hung out in in the RV trying to relax as much as I could. Followed the race a little bit and and just uh, yeah just hung out basically. So then I was in for a double then. Uh, a short break until like 4 a.m. where I was in again for a double and then uh, double again at 8 a.m. Um, and then the last eight stints was pretty busy for me um, where the plan was that I was in for a double, then it was supposed to be Connor for a double and then Ryan for a double and then me for a double to end the race. But we uh, basically, cut out Ryan's stint so it was me for a triple Connor for a double and then me for a triple towards the end um, so a lot of driving for me towards the end um, so it was it was super cool for me personally to be able to really show well not show so much but you know really earn that win um, you know as, as obviously it's a it's, it's a team sport and we're a lot of drivers, but really to, to put my own perspective into it towards the end was, was super cool for me and driving it across the line. Let's go back to last year, uh, the 2023 Indy Next Champion, 10 top fives, eight podiums, five wins uh, for HMD Motorsports. When you look back at last year, you won the championship, but there were some times, uh, you mentioned this in content day, I kind of knew it was going on just from talking to you last year, but um, talk about some of those nights. There was nights where you weren't sure if you're going to be at the racetrack coming up. You're not sure if you're going to, um, you know, make it sponsorship money wise. Um, talk about that going through those struggles and and then obviously coming out on top as the Indian X champion. Yes, it was a it was a tough year in many ways. Um, obviously, we ended up winning the the championship and the scholarship, which which was an amazing achievement. But like you say, that wasn't always a given. Um, you know, right before St. Pete, that was the first time where we kind of ran into uh, a money struggle uh, and uh, had to, you know, come up with, with a lot of money to, to start the season. We managed to do that, um, but only 24 hours before, you know, the, the cutoff line was. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the start. Um, then we, you know, got a few races in and uh, the next you know, portion of money had to come up and we were uh, in the same struggle. But again, we managed to uh, get together an amazing group of people um, and uh, and gathered up the money. So, uh, but basically three times during the year, I was less than 24 hours away from, from losing my seat, um, which was obviously a stress factor to have in the back of my head. Um, but I think... I kind of drew on on some of those experiences that I got with Andretti Autosport in 2022, where, you know, we had, we were struggling. And, you know, I think that year I kind of let that get to me a little bit. Whereas I think obviously that was uh, not a great season for me, but I think I learned a lot of valuable lessons that I could apply to 2023 in the next. And ultimately I think, just letting it run its course was super important and uh, just focusing on the job ahead and then kind of, you know, worry about that sort of stuff at, you know, when you're not at the racetrack, because when you're at the racetrack, you got to perform, you got to do the best you can. Um, Which I think a lot of that, 
knowledge for me came during 2022. Um, and yeah, I think that was important for me to, to, you know, ultimately the end result for 2023. You talk about coming home. Um, you know, I've known you for a while now. You, you have a girlfriend who has been involved in motorsports and kind of knows uh, what it's like. How important has that been to kind of come home and, and be able to bounce off uh, ideas off, uh, off of her um, a little bit, kind of knowing that she's been probably in the same position or has seen people that have been in the same position? Yeah, I think it's I think it's important to have a good support system around you. Um and she definitely has been that for me uh this year and last year and you know ever since I met her. So that's been great. Um and uh for me it's also a lot just to come into I, I like when I'm away from the racetrack I like to, you know, switch off as much as I can. So honestly when I'm back home we don't really talk a lot of racing. Obviously, it, it comes up, but it's more normal life stuff, which is, is kind of nice when, you're, when your world evolves around racing so much. It's, a, it's nice to be able to switch off every once in a while. Let's talk about, you know, season wraps up. You win the championship. You obviously know you're going to have some money. And the, uh, the, the scholarship from Indy next to IndyCar – this is a scholarship that, that, that you've been winning to advance all your career. You go back to the USF 2000 days, um, winning that championship. How important has those scholarship ladders been throughout your career? Oh, they've meant everything for me. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty simple stuff. If I wouldn't have won the USF 2000 championship uh, in 2020, I wouldn't have been an Indy Pro in 2021. And the same thing. Uh, if I wouldn't have won the Indy Pro Championship, I wouldn't have been in Indy Lights or now Indy Next. Um, so it's it's really helped me along the way, and it's helped me move up the levels of, of uh, yeah, move up the ranks of the ladder. Um, so it's uh, it's meant everything to me. I think my my racing career would have looked a lot different without winning those scholarships. But I'm not even sure I would still be in a race car. Um, so now doing it one last time and, uh, moving up into IndyCar, which has been the goal for many, many years now, um, is, uh, is, is an amazing feeling, but I also realized that the, the work doesn't stop now, you know, now I have to, now I'm there, which is obviously great, but now I have to earn my spot and I have to perform in IndyCar to, to make a name for myself in IndyCar. He'll be in the guy care number twenty, Ed Carpenter Racing Chevy on road and street courses. We'll uh, we'll get a number announcement here over the next couple of weeks for the third entry that you'll be piloting in the one hundred and eighth Indianapolis five hundred. Let's talk about the initial conversations with Ed Carpenter uh, and 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 his team, what that looked like, and how this deal eventually came together for the twenty twenty four season. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. We we started talking early on, uh, and during my Indy Next Championship as well, I knew that he was following it very closely. So I knew that if I kept performing and if I kept, uh, you know, winning and and ultimately winning the championship, I knew I would probably have a shot at it. So to start with, it came down to a uh, a test where it was me and and all of ASQ that were basically. <laughs> in for a shootout for for the seat um so and i think at that test at barbara i think they just liked the way i worked and obviously the they liked that i i got up to speed as quick as i did um and ultimately i think that was what uh you know did it for for them um together with uh with the scholarship 
Let's talk about that uh, transition, graduation, so to speak, from Indy Next over to IndyCar. What are the similarities? What are the differences? I've always heard that the next car is, is, is one of the harder cars in the ladder system to drive. What's that, transla- what's that translation been like for you uh, in the few times you've been in the cockpit inside of an IndyCar? Yeah, I think uh, a great thing for me is that it hasn't been seeming overwhelming in mm. any way. I think a lot of the step-ups, you know, especially from Indy Pro 2000 to Indy Next can be sometimes a little overwhelming because it's such a different car and obviously you get a lot of more horsepower and it's just, in a lot of ways, it's a very different way to drive. Um, whereas I think the Indy car and the Indy Next cars is similar in ways or... And I think the Indy car is even easier in ways to to drive. I think the the physical demand of driving an Indy car is higher than driving the Indy Next car. But technicality wise, I think it's an easier car to drive because it just, you know, the the technology that's in the Indy cars uh, is at a higher level, and it just, which means that the car just does everything so much better when you're going through the corner, which ultimately makes it, I think, easier for the driver to drive. Um, but again, that's the same for everyone. So it's, it's the same car, which makes IndyCar such a competitive series, which is super cool to see. And, uh, yeah, I just can't wait to, to, to be a part of it all and, uh, you know, make my, uh, make my entrance on that scene. You can follow him on Twitter slash X at Christian R underscore DK. Um, look, you, you're really good mates with Christian Lungard. We know that, uh, having him in your corner supporting you last year. Now you become rivalries. How do you balance friendships and uh, on-track rivals? <laughs> we'll see. I mean, uh, I think I, I think uh, I think we can still be able to to stay friends off the track. I don't think that'll be a problem. Um, we get along super well, uh, and um, and yeah, I mean, on the track we're going to be competitors, and I think that's it's kind of the it's kind of the idea of or I think it's a big thing in IndyCar that. A lot of people, they get along super well off the track, but everyone mm-hmm. knows that when we're on the track, it's it's a different deal. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're racing as, as, as competitors. So I think it's very commonly uh, practiced in IndyCar. And I think it's 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 cool to see that there's friendships through the paddock. And I think it's it's important. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I think it won't change the dynamic too much. Uh, obviously I hope that I can be beating him all of, uh, all of this year. Um, but, uh, and I'm sure he thinks the same way about me, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And, uh, yeah, just, I look forward to, to see what it's going to be like. How important is uh, team chemistry to you? Ed, Ed, Ed told me a few weeks ago you and Rena seem to be getting along really well, hitting it off. How important is that uh, when, when coming into a new environment? That's cool. I think uh, all of uh, the Ed Carpenter racing team has been very welcoming to me. Obviously, uh, I get to work most closely with, with my engineer and, and with Rena's, obviously. Um, so it's it's been good. It's been a warm welcome, um, and uh, it's been super nice. Yeah, me and Rina's have have gotten to know each other a little better, and uh, and we get along super well, which is uh, which is cool. You know, it's it's funny with the with the young young dynamic. You know, we're both twenty three years old, and obviously still still young uh, compared to a lot of the other IndyCar drivers, but. Uh, but yeah, no, it it works well. Uh, I look forward to to working with him more closely during the year and 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 see where we stack up against each other. 
you got to be counting down the days, obviously, to St. Pete, but uh, that April test at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, getting out on the, on the on the big oval, putting in some laps, then ultimately qualifying for the 108th Indianapolis 500. Yeah, I'm excited for it, you know, but honestly, I haven't started thinking too much about uh, May yet and, and the 500. I think I have uh, so much on my plate mm-hmm. to learn a new car, learn a new series, um, a lot of new procedures with pit stops and, and everything. So I think I've kind of pushed um, the 500 till May or April when I have the test. Um, I'll start worrying about that. But for now, I'm fully focused on my job on the road and street circuits and, and you know, learning in the cars as much as I can with the very limited test time that we get. Well, he'll make his first ever IndyCar start coming up in St. Pete, the driver of the number 20 Guy Care Chevy, Christian Rasmussen, our guest. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait to see you down in St. Pete. Uh, enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. I'm sure you'll be watching. Who you got? You got Chiefs or 49ers? So I would like to say 49ers, but I think Chiefs is, uh, is a little too strong this year. There you go. You heard it here first. Chiefs are going to win it. Hey, Christian, thanks so much. We'll see you down in St. Pete. Yeah, thank you. See you, Tony. All right, a big thanks to Christian Rasmussen there. Look for him as a rookie in IndyCar coming up this season. Uh, his girlfriend has mentioned Maria Kofer. She used to run a lot of sprint cars, uh, f- comes from a family of, of, of racers in, in the dirt track community. Usually don't bring up personal information, but since I know Christian pretty well and I've met her a few times, thought that was an appropriate time. Um, worked with worked with Christian back in uh, USF 2000 days with Jay Howard. I, I've always known he's had the talent and the confidence to get it done, and he's won at every level that he's been to. So excited to see what he can do. I'm running for my boy Ed Carpenter, so it's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome season um, all around. Uh, we'll try to get Ed and Renus on as well. Try to get almost every driver on the Tony D podcast coming up in the 2024 season. Uh, a lot of IndyCar to be discussed as well as we know. It looks like, as mentioned on the last podcast, Jack Harvey's going to run with Dale Coyne Racing. Um, similar to what Christian is doing, except I don't believe Jack's going to be in the Indianapolis 500. Uh, they're still working on it, but I, as of uh, a week and a half ago, it looked like it was going to be... Well, as of a month ago, it looks like Devlin De, De Francesco was going to be in the coin car. That's since changed. Um, and now Coin has approached Sato, Takuma Sato, the two-time Indy 500 winner, about returning uh, to either the 18 or the 51 car for the Ovals and another run at the Indianapolis 500. So still a lot to be determined when it comes to the Indy 500 entry list. Um, look, I'm going to give you my opinion on the... IndyCar guaranteed spots and the charter type system, whether it's 24 cars or whatever they decide to do. I get it from a, a, a Roger Penske owner of the sport team owner perspective. I really do. Um, I get it on the fact that you don't want those teams that are committed to full time to miss out on probably what 90% of their sponsors are interested in. And that's the Indianapolis 500. Uh, and it might encourage a team like Ryan Reinbold um, to go, and run full time, but it also might encourage teams like Andretti and 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 Ray Hall, um, you know, McLaren even to maybe not run a third car or a fourth car, an extra one-off attempt at the Indianapolis 500. Um, but also, you're going to piss off your hardcore fan base uh, by doing this. If this is what happens, you know, people kept bringing up '96 and look what it did to the sport and. Indy's all about bump day, and Indy's all about the field of 33, and 
all these traditions. And I get it. I get it from both standpoints. I really do. Um, you know, I, I like to see bumping. I, I think it's exciting. Um, I think what I, you know, you got to ask yourself what's more exciting. Is it bumping? Is it that fast nine shootout? Well, at the fast nine shootout, and they are running for track records. Maybe that's a little bit more exciting. But I love the bumping, the drama that it brings. Um, unfortunately, Graham Rahal was on the wrong end of the stick last year. Uh, ended up working out after the accident with Steph Wilson. So um, I want to see bumping. I. It's crazy when there is a major person like Graham Rahal who has name recognition, who has household name sponsors that don't make the field. I get it. Um, but I, I, I hope that they don't go to the charter system. I hope it's fastest 33 get in. We keep it that way. Um, that's a tradition that, that a lot of people don't want to be messed with. Um, and hopefully that means that you know we'll still see bumping. I think we'll see 35 for sure, 36 Really good possibility and an outside shot of 37 entries for this year's Indianapolis 500. Um, and I, I, you know, it's exciting. You know, I mean, look, I'm, uh, it's crazy. You know, if your favorite driver is on the outside looking in, you hate it. If your driver makes it, you know, it's anxiety ridden, but they're still in. It, it's more entertaining, more exciting for the fans. The CW's got to love it, right? They're bringing back the 100 days to indie TV show as they did last year. They've got to love that drama. Um, and then if we're running for pole speeds, like I think we will this year, like I know we will be in 2025 when the hybrid comes around and you're running for pole speeds that are close to breaking records like we saw last year, um, maybe it brings back a lot of uh, thrill and a lot of energy to um, pole day and qualification weekend for the Indy 500. So love to know your opinion on that, where you stand. Uh, I know a lot of the uh, hardcore traditionalists want it to be the fastest 33 regardless of if those – teams and driver combinations are full-time or are one-off entries. So thanks, as always, to Christian Rasmussen. What a great conversation that was. I hope you'll follow him along through his rookie journey. We'll be back. We'll talk some Super Bowl coming up on the Tony D Podcast. We'll also talk about the NBA All-Star game later on next week. Thank you for listening, and uh, have a great one.